Hello everyone and welcome to the Nature's Mike podcast. In today's episode, we will be discussing Canyonlands National Park with our guest Stephen Truel. Stephen travels frequently around the U.S. and was very enthusiastic to share his experience with Canyonlands. Hello Stephen, how are you doing? Hi Evan. I'm doing great. It's a, it's a pleasure to, to be here. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. So, you know, Canyonlands, uh, it's a very kind of, I don't want to say desolate because that's a negative word, but it's its very uh, off by itself, very expansive kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's its a little bit like recluse. It's its, it's not very close to any major cities or anything, way kind of out yeah. the western part of yeah, the, the U.S. Utah. Right, but uh, just like me, you're from South Carolina. So how did you mm-hmm. end up getting to Canyonlands National Park? Yeah, so um, it's a good question. Um, my brothers and I, two of my brothers, we took a road trip from Colorado back to uh, South Carolina. Um, but we kind of went, you know, to a couple different areas on the way. It, it was probably like almost a month long trip. So we spent about, a week, I'd say about five days going through Utah in uh, Canyonlands. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it is very broad. I think it's over, like, I read somewhere it's like 25,000 miles or something, I think. Yeah, so that was like, was that like a plan to stop on the way back, or was it like more spontaneous? Yeah, it was, Um, they were like, my brothers had been there before and, and camped out, and they really liked it, so they wanted, you know, me to experience that, so we didn't have a very strict plan. It was kind of just like, hey, let's go camp out in Canyonlands for a couple of nights, you know, see what happens. Mm-hmm. So then was that mainly what you guys did there? So you, um, so you camped there for, uh, what, five days, did you say, that you stayed in the park? Yeah, yeah, it was about, I think, four nights we stayed. Okay, and was that in, like, uh, a camper or an RV or? That was literally in a Kia, just like we laid down the back seats and had some blankets and pillows and we camped in our car every night. Wow, okay, full car camping. Wow, that is definitely <laughs> Yeah, right. That's definitely an experience. So mm-hmm. so you just did you guys like reserve a spot ahead of time or did you just find like a place to park your car every night? Yeah, we just found um little spots, you know, there was like uh like some cul-de-sacs with, you know, like trash cans and like a little gazebo and then benches and stuff that you could just free park and camp there. So we, we stayed there for a night or two. Uh, we we found like uh, there was a few spots where there was like natural kind of wells that you could just stop off on the side of the road and fill up your jugs. So we had, you know, water jugs and stuff like that and just kind of did some rural camping spots. Wow. Wow. So, um, well. so besides camping each night did you like do hiking during the day or did you mainly yeah we did we hiked pretty much almost every day we would just i mean like canyonlands is so much fun to just climb on rocks and try to find a view and there were these little um kind of in caves where you could kind of crawl into and lay in there inside of the rocks so we would find spots like that and just chill out you know wow that's nice so um you know like you said, Canyonlands is very expansive, and you can kind of yeah. climb on a lot of rocks. It's very, like, it, it has a bit more of, like, a uh, feeling of freedom to it than some other national parks, especially, oh, if you, especially if you go there when there's, like, not a lot of people there. I mean, even when I went there, there were people there, but not to the same magnitude as other as other parks are, especially out west. 
so what like what do you think maybe besides those factors that I mentioned, what do you think makes Canyonlands unique or special compared to other uh, very popular national parks? Um, that's a great question. I would say, like you said, the the sense of like freedom, the large expanse, you can kind of, I mean, you can see for hundreds of miles, like literally as far as your eye can see at some points, you can just see, uh, you know, these, well, canyons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and they have a lot of trails just all over the place. And you can, like with a lot of national parks uh, that I've been to, there's a sense of you don't want to go too far off trail and you kind of want to stick to designated areas. But mm-hmm. with, with Canyonlands, in my experience, it was just like, oh, my gosh, let's walk out into the desert, you know, and everything was cool. Also, uh, another factor is, I think they call it a, a dark sky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dark sky park. park. Yeah. Yeah. Dark sky park. That's, that's what it is. Um, that was one of the most predominant memories that I had was looking at the stars at night because there's nothing out there, you know, like no, there's not a lot of cities. Uh, we, we, we would go a day or two without really even seeing another group of people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that sense of being just like really in nature was, was the, my favorite part. Right. And I was going to, I was going to get to the star stargazing aspect uh, later in the interview, but we can address that now. So cool. like, how did, how did viewing the stars like that, you know, did that really add to, like you said, the sense of freedom and the sense of kind of uh, being removed from society in a sense did, did that oh, add to that you say definitely it did um i love stargazing and i can i, I can see stars in my own backyard but i, I live in Colombia, so there's a lot of light pollution here mm-hmm. and it's it, it feels like you're looking at a completely different you know sky up there right right oh yeah. I, i've not done any specific stargazing in uh Canyonlands, but i did do stargazing out west in a, in a park near there in arches national park and yeah it's very sweet it's 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 almost i don't want to say it's life-changing because it sounds like corny but it kind of really <laughs> it kind of really is because they, yeah no it it's definitely like i i think it was uh it's 2018 when i went there mm-hmm. so that was about almost what, like five almost six years ago and I, I mean, I can still just remember the sense of like everything being void black and then the stars and the moon being the only light. It was, uh, it was great, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely, even for the little bit that I did it when I was out West, I, it was very, very memorable for sure. So, um, like, did you, did you know much about Canyonlands before you went there? Not at all. No, almost, almost nothing. Uh-huh. Um, I knew that it was in Utah and that it was basically a desert, but it's it surprised me a good bit. Right, right. So you were probably just shocked by just the sheer amount of like vast emptiness that that it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it was a great trip. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But uh, I went into it pretty blind, and uh, I, the, a surprising aspect was how much like there'll be areas where it's really barren you know just huge rock faces uh and then you'll go through some pretty nice uh 
terrain that has a lot of plants and they have like they have willow trees there a lot of lichen you know on rocks mm -hmm. so even though it, it feels like you're in a desert at sometimes there, there's a lot of life around you you know like, like we passed um some groups of cattle and i think we saw like some maybe prairie dogs groundhogs whatever meerkats or something i don't know <laughs> but uh yeah that that was like i was expecting it to be kind of just desert you know but it was it had a wide variety of plant life that uh was a pleasant surprise right right so then you guys probably did do you did a lot of backcountry exploring then yeah okay because i know that's a that's a very popular aspect of Canyonlands. there's there's kind of like four different districts you can go to and only one of them is really like the most accessible and heavy populated, which is like Island in the sky. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where I went when I went there. Oh, and okay. uh, so, so yeah, there's like four districts. So there's, uh, there's Island in the sky, there's uh, the needles and then there's the maze and then what they call the rivers and uh, all those places except for um, Island in the sky are pretty remote and like for backcountry stuff. Uh, but Island mm. in the Sky is very, well, a lot of the roads up there are paved and you can do very easy hiking. That's that's basically what I did when I went there because I was only there for uh, a whole day. So uh, we just did a hike out to the edge of the plateau. And I mean, the views were still incredible. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, especially because, you know, since we were up on the plateau, we were basically looking down into the canyons and looking over everything. So it was very... Uh, gave a really great sense of scale um and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but if i were to go back i would definitely want to do more backcountry hikings but so like you said you guys so you you did say you did backcountry uh hiking right yeah yeah we, um i mean like i said we were there for i think about four or five days so the first day or so was pretty standard and then we kind of got off trail after that like were the hikes you picked were they you know, did you did you decide that the night before, or was it just like the morning of? It's like, well, this hike, I think we have time to do this, so let's go do that hike. It was, it was honestly, man, it was kind of like, we, we got up, we uh, we ate some, and we just kind of would walk around a bit where where we were camped that night, and then we would just drive uh, for a while until we found another cool spot, and we would drive around there, you know. Nice, nice. So it was all very. It was all very spontaneous. Yeah, exactly. Nice. That's that's really cool because I think I feel like a lot of people that would go to Canyonlands, since it's so desolate and just kind of out from nowhere, they would try to have some sort of plan. But you guys, you guys kind of really lived in the moment. You just kind of <laughs> did what you wanted, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah, very much so. Right. So, and you did say, so I, was, I had this down as a question, but you did say that you saw wildlife at the park. You said you saw prairie well, we dogs. Saw yeah, we saw some cattle. Uh, wow, okay. Stuff like that. So cattle, prairie dogs, um, anything else besides that? Well, you know, the occasional bird. <laughs> right, 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 right. It is, it is um, the desert. Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't see, I don't know if they have any, like, scorpions or cool spiders out there. I was looking for them, but I, I didn't have the opportunity to see anything like that. Right, right. Well, you know, I mean, I know people like myself that go to national parks in search of wildlife and they never see anything. So at least you saw some cattle and some ground and some groundhogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so 
earlier you said that you would definitely totally want to go back to the park. Mm -hmm. So what is the reason that you would want to return to the park and specifically? Um, hmm. Honestly, just to, you know, that sense of getting away and just being out under the stars around no one else. That was probably the most enticing aspect for me, but I also really enjoyed um, finding and, and viewing the, uh, I think they're called pe petroglyphs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, uh, the old Indian drawings. Um, those were, those were so cool. Um, and we got, a, we got a couple photos of those and buy those. And it, it, I mean, they're just, they're so wacky to look at and try to figure out, you know, what the heck they were trying to convey. <laughs> right. Right. So that would, I think, I think those two aspects is what really draws me back to Canyonlands. So were those petroglyphs that you saw, did um, did you have to go on a hike to do those, or were they, like, not far from your camping area? So, um, yeah, we went on a, we went on a hike. Uh, it was more like uh, they had a little area with, like a, like, a wooden fence around a large rock that was full of petroglyphs, you know, like a kind of a tourist spot. Uh-huh. So it wasn't too far off from the main road. So we, we, we searched that up and went and saw that. But uh, I think one other day we found a spot with like that was kind of more off with some petroglyphs. Nothing, nothing big, but we definitely, uh, yeah, we, we looked up where those petroglyphs were and, and drove to those specifically. Right. Well, because I, I do remember in my research um, on Canyonlands, uh, I don't think it was the only site with petroglyphs, but it was Horseshoe Canyon was one of the places. Uh, it's kind of 20 miles, uh, 20 miles north of the Maze District. Um, it's it has uh, popular petroglyphs that a lot of people try to go to. Ooh, that's cool. So, you know, we, we've talked about how remote the park is and how far away it is from everything else. So, how did so, like, did the remoteness of the park, did it ever make you feel unsafe in any way? Um, not unsafe, no, because I was with my, my older brothers, you know. Mm -hmm. so we were, we were, we were close together. Um, it was, it was very nice. Right. I felt, you know, it, it didn't feel like, uh, like I was ever in any danger or running into other people or wildlife. It was, it was just very enjoyable altogether. That sounds amazing. So, like, why do you think that loneliness factor, the, the solitude, I think that's the word I'm looking for, solitude. Why do you think the factor of the solitude of the park itself, why do you think that was so appealing to you? Hmm. Well, it's an excellent question. And it's okay if you if, have to think about it, but sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um, so... The scale of the park and being able to see, you know, hundreds of miles uh, of not really nothing, but no civilization, you know, just like a raw, um, very organic terrain. Mm -hmm. It really, it gives you a sense of like, almost like a primal human nature, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and Like humans are social beings, obviously, uh, but there is there's something about you know just being on a rock with your brothers out in the 
in the canyons that just it's it's great it feels awesome you know mm-hmm. uh and it like there's an you're close enough to civilization to where if you need like you know if there's an accident or something you can you can drive to the nearest area and, and get help but also you're not going to get bothered by anyone and you can just you know be yourself do whatever you want uh and that i think that's like the it was not completely solitude because I was with family, but all three of us were alone together. If that makes sense. Right. Right. Well, and that, that makes it more of a, more of a shared experience too. So all exactly. you, yeah. you and both of your brothers have, you know, core memories of, of doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. No. So I, I really, I see what you're saying about the solitude and kind of getting away from that. And I think that's, what's interesting too, is that, um, a lot of people go to the national parks in search of something like that, but there's a lot of the parks that you get there, and if you really want that, you kind of have to commit to more than just like a day a day trip yeah. of doing something, or you have to have. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of parks where you have to have like a permit to go out into the backcountry, so that you know if something goes wrong, they know to go look for you. Um, but with Canyonlands, it's interesting it's free because, range man yeah it's it's free range i mean you know you it's like the the back country and like the wilderness is just right there as soon as you kind of get into the park and you're just like you're just away from everything there's no like there's no super fancy like tourist attractions there's no like yeah, yeah really yeah. long lines there's not like a there's not a, most of the time there's not like a busload of of tourists like stepping off and taking yeah. pictures or something it's very um it's it has a lot of solitude and it's very desolate, but it's mm-hmm. in its own like unique way, which is very interesting to experience, especially if you like if you just haven't grown up around that. I, th- I mean, you know, there's plenty of people today who just um, they've been born in like a city and they've never really kind of experienced that solitude that you've mm. gotten to experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would recommend Canyonlands to almost to almost anyone, you know. Mm-hmm. If you have a weekend or something to go check it out, it's, it's. I mean, it's one of the most memorable trips I've had in my life. Right. No, that's great to hear. And so this is more so me just being curious, really. So you said that you and your two brothers, uh, you mm-hmm. slept in a Kia. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, did you all three comfortably fit in there or, you know? Com- comfortably is a very strong word um we fit you know we mm-hmm. fit in there mm-hmm. uh we we slept yeah you got you got yeah, sleep and was... that and that was all you needed basically <laughs> yeah because i mean you know we had we had our bags with our clothes we had um a huge uh, one of those blue you know water jugs mm-hmm. we we filled that up with <laughs> sweet tea um and capped that off and so we drank from that uh almost the whole trip until it started to get sour and we had to dump it out. But Wait, uh so you just drank from a jug of sweet tea the whole trip? Well not straight from the jug, you know, like we had cups that we Well yeah, yeah, yeah. But but still <laughs> that was that was so was that I mean I'm assuming that you had water also, but sweet tea was your main your main hydration. Yeah, that that was our that was our juice, man. Wow. I'm actually gonna I know uh it's 
doesn't really work for the podcast, but I've been looking at all the photos on my camera roll from the trip. So I was just going to send you this clip of us pouring sweet tea out of this huge jug, you know. So we, uh, it, I mean, it was, it was fine. You know, we slept for free. Uh, we had our solitude, but it was, it was definitely a little cramped. Mm-hmm. And it, we went in, uh, in February and it got pretty cold at night, honestly. Really? Yeah. So do you know like what the, what the temperature was or kind of what range it might've been? I don't really recall. I know that, um, going, going out there, we went through some areas that had snow, mm. um, like on the way. And then once we got into Canyonlands, you know, it, it, it dried up a lot, but it was still very cool. Like the sun obviously was really bearing down, you know? Yeah. But it like, I don't ever remember being too hot or too cold, which was, I mean, phenomenal, you know? Yeah, no, that's really good. And it's impressive. I guess maybe it's a testament to your brothers uh, that you you didn't seem to have much complaints about the Kia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we were some goofballs though for sure. <laughs> so if you if you were to go back to the park, would you would you do the car sleeping again, or would you? I would I would bring a tent, you know, maybe like a a, a sleeping bag, maybe a air mattress or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like we we it was a pretty quick decision to go on the trip, and we had minimal supplies ready before. You know, we, I think we took a day or maybe two to to prepare for it. Right, and that's that's kind of impressive too that you were able to just kind of quickly say, "Well, yeah, we can do it," and then just throw it throw it on. Yeah, yeah, it was it was between um, like my brothers; they had their own business at the time. Uh huh. They called themselves the Flooring Guys, LLC. Okay. And they would do uh, woodwork, oh, nice. flooring, and, and staircases like that. So they, they kind of had their own schedule mm-hmm. for clients. And so they, they kind of, you know, closed, the, closed it off for about a week to do it. And and you were essentially just uh, there for a long uh, – you were along the ride – along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah, they basically kidnapped you. <laughs> Nice. That's no, that's, that's very cool. And that's, that's a great way. It's a good way for brothers to bond. I think is, is oh, camping. Yeah. Um, I've definitely never done any camping with my brothers and I only know one that would be into it at all, but uh, <laughs> really, yeah, no, but, um, that's interesting. So let's see. We've talked a lot about, okay, well, we should, we should take a trip out and we'll make another podcast on the trip. Oh wow, <laughs> that would be interesting. Get to get yeah. your to get your current thoughts on the trip as you go. Maybe that'll yeah have, yeah yeah. Maybe that'll, that'll be have rich. to be a bonus episode. <laughs> content that, that would be, that would be a good content. Yeah yeah. yeah. So um, so one thing you said earlier, I wanted to share a yeah. pretty story. You were saying how compared to other national parks, you uh. You know, you don't really get bothered by being around other people in in Canyonlands, um, which is very true. But one one day that we we were there, um, we were parked at like this uh, pretty far off. It was like a, a a designated camping area, but there was no one else out there. Um, and so we were there for about an hour or two. You know, we kind of unpacked. Uh, we're making dinner. And we see, um, <laughs> we see in the distance this 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 white van 
coming out toward us, you know, like a glint in the in the horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're like, are they coming out here? Uh, and I mean, we could probably see them for about 15 minutes, you know, coming toward us. Uh, and as it got closer, we realized it was this huge, like a like a 12 passenger van. And I mean, this thing had a dust trail behind it. It was, you know, it was hauling. Uh, and when it when it finally came up to the to the roundabout, it they they didn't even slow down. Like they it was. <laughs> Dude, I will remember this to the day I die. It was this Asian family, mm-hmm. and there were so many of them in this this bus. And the 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 driver, the father, looked absolutely furious. His shoulders were hunched, and he like all of the kids in the back had like neck pillows, iPads. They looked like they'd been sitting in there for hours. And they 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 come up, and he just. We're like, oh, we're gonna have another people to camp next to. No, dude, they he like, like drifts basically around the whole roundabout, and then just goes back to the main road and goes down the other way, back to where they came from. Huh. And we were like, oh, they must be lost. Like, he looked like he had been going down this road for so many miles and was like, there's got to be something at the end of it. And then he hit the cul-de-sac with us three hobo-looking dudes living in a car and decided, nah, nah I'm just going to loop. I'm going to loop this 12-passenger van and go back where we came from. And we watched him leave a dust trail going right back the opposite way. And, dude, we laughed about that for so long. <laughs> so uh, It was rich. That was about the only interaction we really had with people almost that whole trip. So he didn't even hit the brakes at all. He just immediately drifted and got right back yeah he didn't even slow down man he just drove all the way down this one path road did the roundabout and then just went all the way back that's really interesting but hey you know i mean i guess it goes to show maybe the uh the solitude of the park helps you there because he probably like you said he got to the end and he was like well this is not the place for me and then he just (laughs) yeah right he just left uh yeah that's interesting that's a funny story i'm glad you shared that yeah, no, so it's very it's very interesting like we talked about. Um just the the desolation of the park. Oh not desolation, that's such a wow. Ooh. <laughs> let me let me rephrase that. The solitude of the park and like the emptiness. Um yes. especially because you know, uh I mentioned you uh, bef- I mentioned this to you before the podcast, but I don't think I mentioned it in the episode so far. Uh, the mm-hmm. previous guest I talked to with Grand Canyon, he rafted down the Colorado River and he talked about how um, that experience, which was, I believe it was a 10-day trip, it, mm-hmm. it very much kind of got them removed from society and they didn't um, they didn't look at their phones at all. And I remember him actually, he shared a great point of how uh, basically those 10 to 20 days, they, they were removed from society. So when they finally got back to cell recep- reception, they got all these news, all, all this news that they didn't know about. And that, <laughs> that, that was around like the time that like Tom Petty, yeah. like Tom Petty died and, and stuff oh. like that. So he, Interesting. yeah, so he wasn't aware of that. So then they almost had this feeling like, Oh, we want to go back. So, Right. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna assume you guys didn't have cell reception out at Canyonlands, 
Am I correct? Like on like on most on like you know cement paved roads, um, we we would have connection, mm-hmm. but dude, like the only time I ever remember being on my phone was just to get photos, you know, right. of of cool spots. Right. So would you say that being removed from that um, compared very differently to how we normally are not? Uh, was did that make the experience better? Was it was that a positive? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And it, it was like, um, it wasn't even like intentional, you know, like the, the beauty of the park captures your attention so much. I, I never even felt the urge or in, like even instinctively really checked my phone for stuff like I normally do. Mm. So, so you could kind of live in the moment and appreciate more what was happening around you rather than. Yeah, definitely. Like, like your friend said, um, you kind of forget about you know, the outside world while you're there, it's, you, it's just, it, I mean, it's, it's a magnificent park and you can literally get lost in it. Um, but, yeah. uh, it's just like, I, I could, you know, I could stay out there for, for a while, man, and, and constantly be entertained. Right. Right. So yeah. if, if you were to go back, um, Mm-hmm. I know you said you would take like a tent and, you know, you do tent camping, but is there like a specific activity or hike or location at the park that you didn't do while you were there that you'd want to go back and do? I mean, not, not really, man. I, I enjoyed everything that we did. It was kind of freestyle. Uh, if I went back, I know Moab is nearby and they have some cool arches, um, Mm-hmm. I I think that would maybe be the only thing I'd, I'd go see those. But as far as in the national park itself, uh, I just enjoyed exploring, seeing the sites and stuff. You know, right, right. No, I can I can definitely relate to that. And I'll have to I'll have to try to make my way back there because when I when I went out that way, I did Canyonlands and Arches, and I ended up doing a little bit more of Arches than I did of Canyonlands and, and around Moab. Like I said, mm. like I said, I was only in Canyonlands for a day, so we we did the uh, the drive there on the road. I'm I'm blanking on the name, but there's a popular drive you can do around there that takes you just gives you very good scenic views. We did that. We did one small hike, like I said, out to the edge of a plateau. But other than that, we we just didn't have the time. But um, I'd really love to mm. get back out there and do um, do some good camping or some some good backcountry exploring, like you and your brothers did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would recommend it to anyone. Interesting. So like let me think about this. What would be besides taking a tent and like getting the right gear and all that if someone was going to go to Canyonlands and just explore it for a couple days, maybe a week, something like that, what would be like not necessarily a thing you would recommend, but what or an activity you would recommend, but what would what would be a piece of advice you'd give to them of like the proper way to make that memorable and experience the park in the positive way that you did? I would say bring a pair of binoculars. Okay. Was it? We, my brother had a pretty nice pair and dude, it made the difference, you know, like seeing, uh, seeing a site and like, being able to see hundreds of miles and the, the size scale of, you know, canyons and bigger um, rock heads and stuff is really cool. But when you get to 
you know, bring binoculars and check it out, it, it really enriches the whole experience. I, I would recommend binoculars um, and check out the petroglyphs, man. Mm. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't go in the summer, you know, because it's going to be really hot. Uh, the time we went around February was, I mean, great weather, like no complaints on that part. So mm-hmm. bring bring lots of lots of water and the hiking boots, man, because <laughs> we, we we climbed quite a bit and having the proper having the proper gear makes all the difference. Right, right. No, um, I definitely agree with the binoculars point because I can't tell you how many times I've I've been out west or in some national park trying to see a little dot far away and I look I look to my dad my dad's like Evan, I'm like, Yeah and he's like, I forgot the binoculars and I'm like, Man, come on. But uh yeah. Interesting, interesting. All right. Well I think that's all pretty good. Um, so, is there any is there any final any final things you'd like to say about? Or actually, let me let me phrase this into a question better. If you could sum up Canyonlands in like one sentence to describe to tell to someone that you're trying to get them to go there to express to them how mm. how incredible it is or like you said magnificent like what would be the best way uh for you to describe it i would say that it uh it 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 puts life into a different perspective you know Mm -hmm. like our size scale um even even just it kind of changes your sense of time. Like you, you, you sit on a cliff and you look at a view and everything seems just so still, like you could pass 15, 20 minutes and it, it, it seems like, you know, a couple minutes. Uh, so I'd say that it, it really, it, it changes your perspective in a, in a positive way. Um, just the, you know, our place kind of in the world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of what, of, you know, it, it's not a, it's not the best way to sum it up, but that, that, that was my experience personally. No, I, yeah, I, I think I see what you're saying, yeah. especially I, I thought it was great too, how you mentioned uh, the passage of time and it's interesting in a place yeah. that's so, I mean, in a lot of ways, the desert's kind of ancient a little bit or, you know, it has mm-hmm. those petroglyphs there. So it kind of, exactly the, Good point. the passage of time feels different in a place like Canyonlands yeah. almost. Yeah. yeah, we we um, so like when we would stop off to refill water at some of these natural springs, we found areas where people had carved, uh, you know, just a few years recently. Mm-hmm. I think like one of them was marked like 2016 or something, but folks had put their own handprint and then some markings on 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 rocks and just you know seeing like seeing that and then seeing actual petroglyphs that are like hundreds of years old. It's just, it's it's really cool. Yeah, no, that's that's very interesting. Yeah, especially just kind of the combination of the present and the past. That's a really interesting way to way to look mm-hmm. at it. Fascinating. All right, well, Mr. Steven, I thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I've uh, I've loved talking about your experience with Canyonlands, especially your unique nomadic experience, if you will. <laughs> right. Right. Um, 
great well thank you thank you evan it's been such a pleasure you're a great uh, host oh thank you thank you very much i greatly appreciate it well uh i hope you can make it back out there one day or maybe make it to moab like you hope to and uh, yeah get to see get to see more some more of those red rocks absolutely <laughs> all right you have a great day Stephen. you too god bless thank you thank you you as well bye-bye later I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Nature's Mic podcast. Today we've done some great exploring of Canyonlands National Park and some of the incredible things you can experience there. Join us next time as we explore another one of America's spectacular national parks. Mm -hmm.